You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi, and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm Paul Ward from the Treasury Unit, and joining me today in this podcast is our Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan. Hi, Ollie. Good morning. Ollie, if I can start with the Irish Manufacturing PMI data. The PMI registered 52.0 in February, which is a little change from the 51.8 reading in January. If you could bring us through the February figures, please, Ollie, and what was the key findings of the report? Okay, it was a little change from uh, January. I think we see two elements of work within the report. One is the impact of COVID, and the second one is in regard to the impact of Brexit. And uh, even though the index is at 52, which is in expansion territory, just above 50, the key components of it, which are really output and new orders, remain very weak, as was the case in um, January. I mean, the, the tight COVID restrictions here in the UK are creating a very difficult backdrop for businesses. Uh, they're reporting weak demand and, and falling new orders. And that's the, the key elements of the survey. And, and that's manifesting itself in terms of order backlogs continuing to fall, uh, decline in inventories. So, so quite, a, quite a weak backdrop in terms of business the business environment, particularly those falls and output new orders. In terms of Brexit, uh, this one, I suppose, not too surprising, supply chains remain under severe pressure. And what I mean by that is delays and a lengthening in delivery times. And respondents are talking about, you know, delays at ports, rise in administration and transport costs, yeah. also upper pressure on raw materials. So adding to the, the difficult, I suppose, Demand being depressed by the COVID restrictions. We also have the challenges posed by Brexit in terms of uh, delays, large supply chains, and also increasing costs. Uh, and one of the things noticeable in the survey, you know, that there's upper pressure generally on raw material prices uh, across the globe. And we are seeing signs of increasing inflationary pressures uh, in, the, in, in the February survey. Input prices, which is what firms pay for their raw materials, etc., and, and components and inputs, they rose at their fastest pace in four years. And manufacturers are passing on these price increases because output price inflation, which is what they charge, hit a 10-year high. So overall, it, it's a difficult business backdrop. Obviously, Ireland and the UK have particularly severe lockdowns. I know it's primarily impacting the services sector, but a lot of manufacturers sell into the, into the services sector, and that's impacting their businesses. Now, on a positive note, firms remain very optimistic about the outlook in 12 months' time. They see the yeah. role of the vaccines, particularly in the UK, but they're getting underway here. And they do expect restrictions will be lifted on activity over the next number of months, and allowing both the economic environment to improve and business activity to recover. And, and that actually is seen employment continue to rise in the sector, which is quite welcome. And that's firms taking a lot of you here saying, OK, we're, we're back in a very difficult place at the present time because of the lockdowns. But on a medium term view, we see the basis now for recovery in our businesses going forward with the rollout of vaccines. And that would bring a permanent end to lockdowns lifting of restrictions and an improved business environment as the year progresses and they're trans i mean they, they are translating that into uh continuing to hire people uh, even though demand remains weak at the current time yeah it's interesting though that and i read it from the report in terms of the the irish manufacturers um their the kind of longer term view is is more positive but i suppose ollie it is all very dependent on 
how quickly we come out of a lockdown and and obviously we, we just had the recent extension and, and you can't do anything out at this stage it'd be interesting to see what impact that will have on on the numbers as the months pass yeah well i mean the question they're asking the survey is a 12-month view where do you think yeah. you're busy in 12 months time so i uh, and they are looking down the road here i think both in the UK and here, the expectations that a lot of lockdown restrictions will remain in place, let's say, till June. There'll be a gradual relaxation of, of the restrictions on activity over that period of time. But it's not until mid-year you know, that we have large parts of the population vaccinated, both here right. in the UK, that we can see that reop- that broad-based reopening of the economy. So and in fairness to the, the respondents, they, they are looking to the second half of the year and the early part of next year in terms of that optimism we're seeing in the yeah. survey. So, so whether there's a, an, a, another month, whether that's April or May, probably doesn't have an overall impact. Can I just ask you then, Ali, you mentioned the UK, but how does the data compare then to other countries in the Eurozone? Or have we got that information? Well, if we look at the services sector, for example, right, the lockdown here uh, and indeed the UK is much more pronounced than uh, in mainland Europe. And the Irish lockdown is quite severe. So the services sector remains very, very weak here because large parts which are in um lockdown so for the survey okay the index in february did rise to 41.2 from 36.2 in january but that's yeah. well below the, you know the 50 level that was signaling expansion in, in, in output so for the services sector it, business conditions remain very very weak and again the more the manufacturing side what we're seeing is demand being suppressed and that's leading to a decline in new business in particular uh, falling volumes of outstanding work and unlike in manufacturing the services sector not surprisingly has seen uh, you know an- another round of job cuts because that actually is in lockdown and this manufacturing is open but the large parts of the services sector are not and when you break it down the services sector not surprisingly again the weakest one is transport tourism and leisure that remains activity there remains at very very weak levels yeah. So, uh, so how we're comparing, uh, because the lockdown is more extensive here, we are seeing lower readings for both services and manufacturing than in the UK and in mainland Europe. Uh, and there has been some talk, you know, that, that, that the lockdown here is quite severe relative to other countries. Now, we obviously have very high numbers at the start of the year, and thankfully they're falling. But they're falling, uh, they still remain relatively high. So there's caution there uh, in terms of, the pace at which restrictions can be eased here but i would say even though the services sector you know is in the midst of a very very weak business environment again looking down the road um the expectations for activity in 12 months time climbed very sharply uh, to its strongest level in over a year and again firms believe that the role of the vaccines uh, will see Lockdown restrictions gradually lifted, leading to a rebound in activity as as the year progresses. So certainly, a, a ray of hope and otherwise weak survey for the services sector, of the economy. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, Ali. So, like the, the figure for the services went from, as you said yourself, thirty six point two in Jan to forty one point two in Feb. Um, is your expectation slow and steady here for the next few months? I think uh, certainly for the next couple of months, you know vast majority of lockdown restrictions are going to remain in place. Yeah. Uh, the expectation is that the construction sector will reopen after Easter, but it yeah. is, it's likely to be, to be honest with you, it's likely to be May and June we see, before we see a broad-based reopening of the services sectors of the economy. And as such, we'd expect the PMI of the services sector to remain at weak levels. I think that is the, the, the likelihood yeah. of the next couple of months. Now, a lot will depend on you know the number of new cases, the pace at which vaccines are rolled out, 
uh, and as the government indicated, the, the level of hospitalizations, etc., and that will determine the, the pace at which the economy can be, be re- reopened. But we are taking a cautious approach here. There's no doubt about that. And I think we're into March now, so I mean, it is the areas we're going to see restrictions relaxed is uh, in April. That would probably be for just construction, and then, as I say, the following two months, May and June, a bro- broader relaxation of restrictions. Hopefully, uh, as the number of COVID cases continues to fall. So, so to summarise, Ali, it's not really surprising then because of the extended lockdown here in Ireland that, that we're kind of behind the curve when you look at, say, other countries in the Eurozone and the UK. If I just ask you one last question, Ali, please. Um, what do the PMIs collectively tell us about the state of the Irish economy right now? Well, the, the, the Irish economy actually performed reasonably well last year. There was a good recovery in activities in the second half of the year. And we do have this very large multinational sector and particularly things like the pharmaceutical industry, computer services, they actually performed last year. So the contraction activity last year was not as severe as, uh, as elsewhere. Indeed, the overall level of GDP rose, but there was a decline in uh, domestic demand, domestic spending. We've had a very weak start to the year. I think activity will remain subdued in the second half, or sorry, the second quarter of the year. Yeah. But as elsewhere, we can expect to see a strong rebound in activity starting in the second quarter and then continues the second half of the year and into 2022. But as of now, you know, activity is at subdued levels. Now, I will say activity hasn't fallen back to the levels we saw last spring, the first lockdown. Um, yeah. You know, ma- manufacturing remains open. There's some level of construction activity and services are learning to cope better with lockdown. So we see a lot more remote working. We can think of the education system, the healthcare system, yeah. uh, online sales as well on the retail side. So it, it isn't the same degree of contraction in domestic demand that we saw earlier on the year. But we do have data uh, showing a continued rise in savings. Um, and there is pent-up demand there, and there's yeah. wherewithal there in terms of rising savings. So as restrictions are lifted, I think what most people want is to see, you know, okay, if this lockdown has to last a bit longer to ensure it's the last lockdown, so be it. But the yeah. economy is well primed for a strong rebound in activity once the restrictions are lifted. Yeah, and, and I'm sure some as some of the sectors, as you mentioned, I'm thinking the tourism, I'm thinking the transport, will very much welcome that big bounce, hopefully, when it comes in the in the, in the the second half of the year. Uh, Ollie, as always, thanks for your time and, and thanks to all our listeners and customers for joining us today. Stay close to all our latest podcasts by pressing the subscribe button on AOB's Market Talk and the podcast apps for iOS or Android. For those customers impacted by the pandemic, you can find details of AOB support packages at www.aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Many thanks. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.